Good morning, everybody. Welcome in this beautiful Sunday morning to Victory Formation. I'm Phil Dye. Along with me this morning, Geoff Miller and Arden Scroggins, two happy campers as the Braves punch their ticket to the World Series and will be showing up there for the first time in 22 years. Geoff, what went through your head last night as the Braves won? Uh, relief. Um, like you said, it's been 22 years. It was 99 the last time they went. Uh, would have made me uh, 17, 16 years old. Uh, so 22 years we waited on this. So it's it's relief. I'm telling your age there. <laughs> That's okay for you, just not for me. Arden, I know you watched this game probably with big interest. Oh, yeah. I mean – I was screaming in my garage last night. I mean, first time in 22 years, everything this team went through, just so happy. Do we have any predictions for what might happen, Art? Oh, well, of course I'm going to predict the Braves to win because I'm a Braves fan, but I say the Braves pulled off in six games. Six games. Geoff, sounds about right to you. I I don't know. I haven't even had a chance to stop and think about it yet. I'm still still living in last night. Um, well, we'll let you enjoy your moment for now. Let's get into some college football. Arden, you want to take us away for some uh, some college and get a recap? Yes, yesterday? I will. I've got, I will take us away for college. and Let's start off with the uh, most non-offensive game there was in the top 25. Penn State goes down to Illinois – in nine overtimes. Did you get to watch any of that, Phil? I did. I watched a whole lot of that game, and I watched the entire nine overtimes, actually. Uh, I think college football needs to do away with this new overtime rule. Uh, oh, two-point conversion, one play, just uh, that games like that shouldn't come down to one play unless it's toward the in the flow of the game, toward the end of it. Uh, just giving each team one shot like that, I just don't like it. They were doing it supposedly to save time and cut down the length of games, and then look what happened. You've got the longest game ever. So, yeah, I congrats to Illinois for pulling the upset at Happy Valley, but I just don't like the overtime rule. Yeah, what's your opinion on that? Oh, I, I 100% agree with Phil. Um we we say all the time that a a a football game a win in any game really never comes down to one play, and this kind of takes that whole concept out the window. It literally does come down to one play. Um, the the speed of of that didn't didn't hold true. Like you said, nine overtimes. Um, it also didn't allow the teams to develop any rhythm in overtime. Playing that that one snap play. Uh, you saw how inept that that overtime was. Uh, they they missed countless open receivers, drop balls. Uh, it was just really really bad and, and hard to watch. To be honest, uh, like Phil said, congrats to, to uh, Illinois for pulling it off. But man, that was that was a tough tough game to watch. Okay, let's, uh, I have to agree. I thought the overtime rule was silly and. It was tough to watch. And the next, let's go to our next game. We'll go to uh, Wednesday night game. Coastal Carolina finally goes down. 
everybody thought they had a chance to run the table and was asking a lot of people were asking questions if they'd get in if they run the table. What about Appy State beating Coastal Carolina just to knock them completely out of it? What do you think about that one, G.I.? There were a lot of people saying that that was that was going to be uh, be a tough game for Coastal. Um, I, I honestly thought that they would pull it off just the way they've looked in in the the past weeks. Um, but Appy, Appy State's obviously a good team. Um, they have been. It's why they moved up divisions. Um, Appy State was a team that knocked off some some Power Five conference teams over the past few years. So uh, I guess no no real big surprise they they came out with the win. Um, I still think Coastal Carolina is a good team, but but obviously not the team we thought they were. You have any opinion on that, Phil? Uh, not a lot. I mean, Coastal Carolina, they, they've been a good little story here for the last year and a half. Uh, but, I mean, I didn't expect them to get to the playoff by any means, even if they had gone undefeated. Uh, you know, Appy State, like Jeff says, they're a good football team. Didn't surprise me at all that they won that game. I mean, I think it was only a six, seven-point spread in it. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. They'll probably still be ranked. Coastal Carolina, I'd say they'll be in the 20s somewhere. But if they drop another one, they'll be yesterday's news, to be honest. All right, we're going to stick with you, Phil. Iowa State beats unbeaten Oklahoma State yesterday. Yeah, that was a good game uh, back and forth a lot. Iowa State, you know, everybody wrote them off for dead after a couple losses. and uh, But they came out and played well yesterday. Uh, the, the crowd backed them very well. Uh, Oklahoma State, what do you say? It's They're the Big 12, and all this happens every year, and they seem to beat each other up and, and not be able to get anybody other than Oklahoma in it. So, I guess Oklahoma State will have their shots and uh, and see if they can get Oklahoma at the end of this year. But it's it's been a long time coming. But Iowa State, I think, looked really good. But with two losses, I think they're already out of it. You got anything you want to add on that, Geoff? Not a whole lot. I think the one my one takeaway from that game was uh, over the the past years uh, to include this year, Oklahoma State's had a pretty potent offense. Um, they air the ball out real well. They always seem to have a quarterback and a couple of receivers that show out. Um, Iowa State has been playing pretty good defense. Um, defense is a recipe for success. And holding uh, Oklahoma State, I think, to 21, was it, 21 points? Uh, that's a, an accomplishment in and of itself for Iowa State. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the finals, 24-21, that was a pretty good accomplishment there. Uh, We'll stick with you and start here with you, G. Alpha. Oklahoma, Kansas game. I know me and you watched some of this together. What's your thoughts on that game? How many times are we going to have to sit here and talk about Oklahoma barely getting by on a team they should have destroyed? Uh, Kansas, it they've had a year or two here and there where they look pretty good. Um, this is not one of those years. And somehow Oklahoma found themselves kind of scampering for their life. Uh, I, I don't agree with where they're ranked. I, I hope that they drop them down some. I don't think they will. Uh, but it's, I just – I don't know what to make of Oklahoma. 
they're, they're not as good as what we think they are, and they're going to get exposed. Unfortunately, they're in the Big 12, so I don't know when that's going to happen. Bill, you got anything you want to add? Other than the fact of what he just said, that play that Caleb Williams made to save that game where he took the ball from the running back's hand and got the first down with about three minutes to go, absolutely phenomenal. And, I mean, just the heads up on the kid to even think to go take the ball away from your own player. Uh, I thought that was great. But as Geoff said, Oklahoma, man, we don't know what they are. And I can't see anything yet that has impressed me. And that goes all the way back to the beginning of the season when they almost lost to Tulane. And so they've had too many close calls, and it's going to catch them as soon as they play a really, really tough team. And uh, But they do play in the Big 12, so they may skate through. And if they do, the committee's going to put them in a playoff. But I don't think that they deserve to be there. Uh, next game, and we'll let you start off, Bill. Michigan rolls over Northwestern. Is Michigan for real? Yes. I've said this all year. I've been on that train. And uh, I think that Michigan has a legit shot at getting in the playoffs. Matter of fact, right now, if I voted today, I would have Michigan as my number two team in the country. They're undefeated. They cover the spread every time I know that really doesn't matter but they're beating teams soundly. And that's what you have to do. They've got a good defense. They've got a good offense. Their special teams even, they're making plays, big plays and, and scoring some. Yeah, Michigan for me is the team. And until they lose, I'm going to keep riding that train and uh, see what happens with them. Next week's a big week for Michigan. If I'm correct, uh, I believe Michigan goes to Michigan State next Saturday. Well, that will be a big game for sure. And Michigan State also looking good. Obviously, they had a bye yesterday. But, yeah, that's two teams that legit have a shot to get the playoffs, both of them. I agree. What do you think on that, G.I.? Uh, that, that conference is about to iron itself out over the coming weeks. Uh, we'll figure out exactly what's going on up there. Um, but like Phil said, all Michigan does here lately is win. They, and they, they do it well. Um, I'm looking forward to some of the games they have upcoming. If Michigan continues to win, uh, they, I agree, Phil. They, they belong in your – definitely you're in the top three, and we'll see them in the playoff if they continue to do their thing. Okay, next game, Bama pulls away from Tennessee late. G.I. Tennessee jumped out on them. Fought them hard, Bama pulls away. What's your thoughts on that game? Uh, okay, I try not to take away uh, a win when we lose. I've obviously been a Tennessee fan uh, over the last uh, 15 years. It's been hard not to take away little things here and there. Uh, Tennessee played with them for more than three quarters last night. Um, that game was, was clo pretty close in the fourth quarter, and – Bama, Bama in the fourth quarter. Tennessee doesn't have the depth to play right now, um, but they hung with them. So I don't know if that says more for Tennessee or, or more for Bama sticking with their game plan and, and taking it to them in the fourth quarter. Um, but as, as a Tennessee fan, I'm, I was happy with, with Tennessee in that game. Uh, I expected to get blown out. We did get blown out in the fourth, but at least for over three quarters, we were right there. 
but Bama's a good football team. All right, Phil, how good is Bama? Oh, I think they're good. Uh, there's no question they're very deep, which is the key component for them, I think. Uh, they just wore Tennessee down last night. I think Tennessee shot itself in the foot last night as well by running the hurry-up offense so often. And if you're going to run it, you better get first downs and move the ball down the field because they were going three and out and being on the field for 30 seconds and the defense came back. And in the fourth quarter, that showed. And Alabama looked fresh. Tennessee didn't. And I think that was the, the key to the game right there as far as in the fourth quarter. Bama being able to move the ball at will. Tennessee was just spent at that time. But to answer your question, I think I think Bama, you know, we're going to see they're probably, I say probably, possibly going to be in the SEC championship. I think Ole Miss and Auburn have something to say about that still. But, you know, if they get there and can pull off the win against Georgia, they're going to get in. But if they lose that game, even if they get there, I think they're out with two losses. I agree with you on that. Uh, okay, let's go to the 70-56, Wake Forest and Army. I mean, no defense at all. Did you watch any of this game, Phil? What's your thoughts on this game? I didn't watch one play of this game. I saw a little bit of the highlights. Army came in with one of the top-ranked defenses in the country and gave up 70. I, I – I'm at a loss right here. So, yeah, congrats on Wake for scoring 70 and Army 56. But what a game to be at if you're a fan, I guess. And But Wake Forest slowly sneaking into the conversation as well. Uh, they're looking good in the ACC, probably going to go to the to the championship game. Looks like they may put, play a pit team, which has really turned it on lately. So, with Clemson losing again, uh, Wake, Wake could make a little bit of noise. They do have some tough games left, though. Okay, if I, I'll ask you this first, Bill. If Wake wins out and is undefeated, does that get in over a one-loss Big Ten team? It's tough call there. Uh, the ACC being the ACC and down. I think it's going to be really, really tough to put a Wake Forest in over at Ohio State. Uh, but the committee has done some weird things. To be honest, I don't think we're going to have to worry about that. I think they'll catch a loss somewhere. Uh, but if it did happen, I don't know how you really keep them out. But I, I somehow I think they will. Gee, I know we watched a little bit of the game together yesterday. What's your thoughts on that White Forest Army game? You know, when I said defense is key, they had none. There were holes big enough to drive up. I could have waddled for a touchdown. It was it was so bad. Um, I mean, obviously entertaining. But if that is – and not taking away from what Wake Forest is doing – they can win the ACC. They have a better football team this year. But as far as playoff talk, man, come on. There was 126 points scored in that game. <laughs> That's unbelievable, silly, and very fun to watch. But there's no way that they would do that in the playoff. And if they couldn't stop Army from scoring 56, how are they going to stop Georgia? 
Bama, Oklahoma, Michigan, Ohio State. Take your pick of teams. Uh, again, very entertaining to watch, fun game. But if you're a defensive guy, that was brutal. At one point, I think, with five minutes left in the third quarter, they scored four touchdowns, and there were still three minutes left in the fourth in the third quarter. So it just got out of hand, and it was silly. Fun to watch, but no, no, no playoff talk yet. That that's they're not good enough defensively. Well, Geoff, would you can if Wake Forest goes undefeated, do they get in over an undefeated Cincinnati? I wouldn't put them there, even though Cincinnati had an off week. Uh, I just I, I cannot see them. There have been too many teams that scored too many points on them. Cincinnati has been better on both sides of the football than I think Wake Forest has. So I'm going to go with no. Fair enough. Good call, Phil, because I was about to let G.I. start on the 27-20 victory Cincinnati over Navy. Your opinions, G.I.? Uh, again, they won. Not pretty. They won. This is – they had an off week, a trap game, call it whatever you want. Uh, I still think and until and until it goes further and they, they keep if they have these problems going forward, uh, then I'll I'll I guess rethink about it. Um but Cincinnati's still been pretty darn good this year. Uh so I'm gonna give them Biff doubt for one week and and say it was an, an off week, but that they still look like a pretty good football team. They still deserve to be in the conversation. What do you think on that game, Phil, Cincinnati? Yeah, I, I agree. I, it was just an off week for them. It was an ugly win, but it was a win. And how many times do you see people at the end of the year win a national championship and you look back and say, man, if they hadn't just snuck that win out. You know, I'm not saying Cincinnati's going to win a national championship, but I think that could be one of those that they just get by and and possibly vault themselves on from here and go on and get in the playoff. All right, Phil, we'll start with you. Ole Miss handles business against LSU 31-17. What's your thoughts on this game? I think Ole Miss is the real deal. Um, they've got their offense clicking. Their defense even played pretty well yesterday. Now, LSU's not a world beater, but – Ole Miss is setting itself up right now for a big showdown with Auburn. And whoever wins that game is going to, you know, have, especially if Auburn were to win. But Ole Miss, if they can pull that one off, a lot of things could happen from there. Let's just say that they go, Ole Miss wins out and Bama wins out. Bama's still going to go to the SEC championship because of the tiebreaker. But if Georgia were to beat Bama, Ole Miss is sitting there at 11 and one, kind of the way Bama was four or five years ago. They could very easily be one of those four picks into the playoff, depending on what else happens. So I think Ole Miss is for real. And Lane Kiffin's got them going in the right direction for sure. Gee, I what's your thoughts on this. Uh, I 100% agree with Phil. Th this, uh, this SEC West is starting to uh, become very entertaining. Um, they are – you've got uh, you've got Auburn, uh, Ole Miss, uh, Alabama. Um, it's it's going to be a, a, a good stretch down the way. Ole Miss definitely looks for real. 
Uh, Matt Corral is impressive almost every single week. Um, I, I, I never thought I'd talk good about a Lane Kiffin coach team, but I got to give credit where credit's due. And, and Ole Miss is, is definitely looking like the real deal. Um, they took it to LSU yesterday. Uh, I don't see them slowing down. That offense is, is good. They're potent. They're fast. And uh, they're fun to watch. So, yeah, they're, they're the real deal. And, and with Matt Corral at the helm, I, I think they have a, a, a really good chance of being there at the end of the year. Oregon ranked 10th, 34-31, barely beats UCLA on the road. Gio, what's your thoughts? I'm I'm so irritated with the Pac-12. I can't see straight. Uh, I, I had such high hopes for some of these teams earlier in the year. Uh, they just haven't come through. Um, UCLA was one of them. Uh, I thought they looked like a, a a really good football. Not saying they're not. They're just not the caliber that that we wanted to have for playoff talk and this and that. Um, entertaining game, fun game to watch. Uh, still the Pac-12. I don't see anybody out there in the conversation as far as uh, the the playoffs go. Bill, your thoughts on that game? Yeah, I think it would be a a stretch to say Oregon can get in the playoffs. There's still always a possibility. Yeah, it's just disappointing. I mean, UCLA falls to, what, five and three now. I think that's their third loss Uh, at the beginning of the season. They looked like they were the team to beat in the Pac-12. Um, they jumped all over Oregon early. It was 14-0. And then they have to score 14 toward the end of the game to make it look respectable. So, yeah, I just don't think anybody from out there is going to go Oregon with a shot. But it's going to have to take a lot of things to fall in place for that. Ohio State, 54-7 winners over Indiana. Bill, you have any thoughts on this one? I think Ohio State looked dominant yesterday. Uh, If they play like that the rest of the year, they will beat Michigan and they will beat Michigan State. But people have up and down weeks. We saw that with Cincinnati yesterday. We've seen it all season with Oklahoma. Uh, Ohio State looks like they're putting it together right now. And that's kind of a scary thing because their offense clicking could give teams nightmares. C.J. Stroud, you know, people are talking about him for the Heisman now. Uh, my vote would probably still go to Matt Corral. But at this point, you know, you got a lot of games left. But I think Ohio State, they're looking good in that Big Ten, man. I just – I don't – I'm not a Big Ten fan, but I'm really anxious to see what happens. And I'll be watching a lot of football from the Big Ten the next few weeks. Yeah. Uh, not a whole lot to add there. Ohio State was was extremely dominant. Um, they they look they look the part. They're playing better now than they were at the beginning of the season uh, from the eye test. Uh, and like Phil said, the the Big Ten over the next few weeks is going to be some inter- some entertaining, fun to watch football. Uh, looking forward to the games coming up. Clemson goes down again. Seventeen twenty seven. Pitt handles business. Is Pitt for real, GF? I, yes and no. Um, I, I think that they are a very good football team. Um, I, I think they – I think they're probably the best team in their conference. Um, 
Clemson obviously is not as good as we thought they were. Um, and and really, we had this conversation week one after the Georgia-Clemson game that we weren't really sure what to make of Clemson at that point. Uh, but Pitt's a, Pitt's a good football team, and uh, they, they're going to be fun to watch down the stretch as well. Um, so it's just wait and see. The They're probably going to have to face Wake Forest, like Phil said earlier. So I guess we'll see what happens out there. I'm not, I'm not really convinced with Wake Forest, but I do like watching Pitt. Pitt's a good football team. Your opinion is there, Phil? I don't have a lot of opinion on that game yesterday. I mean, Clemson is what they are this year. Um, they did. Uyagalali, I believe is how they say it, was pulled from the game yesterday. Uh, you know, that tells you something when you're when you're starting quarterback, the guy that was touted as a possible Heisman candidate. We've seen it happen twice this year now. With him going down, we've seen Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma be pulled and may not play again. So, uh, But when you pull your starting quarterback and you've got issues and you're looking for answers, and right now I don't think Clemson's got any answers. Uh, Pitt looking good, but I don't think they're a, an elite team. I think they're a very good team. Uh, I told Geoff last night I thought that it may – the way Pitt's playing made Tennessee's loss to them look a lot better. And uh, I still believe that. But Pitt, I don't see them going, you know, into the playoff, that type of thing. But I think they can have a good year, get a great bowl game, maybe a New Year's Day bowl. And uh, But I just, you know, for me, Pitt's just kind of, eh. Hey, Arden. To me, that's what the ACC is. Uh, eh. I mean, you got – I'll bring this up real quick, Todd. Opinion. I mean, North Carolina State, everybody's big on them when they beat Clemson. Then they turn around and lose to Miami, who's nothing but a hot mess. Hey, Arden. Yeah. Will you do me and Phil a favor? Yeah. Will you say the Clemson quarterback's last name for us? No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. I'll pass on that. Uh and last and least in college football, I'm going to start with you, G.I. We're halfway through week eight. We're a little over halfway through. Uh, what are you taking from it? What's your opinions? What do you expect to see? Uh, moving forward, uh, I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of questions and a lot of things that are come up, become ironed out over the next few weeks. Uh, I still think George is the most dominant team in college football right now. Um, again, I think you've got to move Michigan up in the conversation. Me and Phil talked about this last night. Um, Ohio State's looking good, but that's going to iron itself out as well. Um, I just don't see anybody up there with, with uh, on Georgia's level, and I think the two, three, and four spots kind of kind of open between the top what eight teams, seven, eight teams. Um, so it's it's going to get it's going to get real down the stretch. Uh, it, and if you're a football fan, pay attention because that 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 I think that two, three, and four is going to flip flop a lot over the, toward the end of the year. Okay, Phil, your turn. What do you see coming? Uh, uh, havoc. I think it's going to be crazy the rest of the season. This has been one of the wildest seasons we've seen in a long time already. And uh, like Geoff said, the the top four positions. Man, I could only. 
imagine what would happen if there were eight teams getting in the playoffs this year. It might actually make it easier. But, I'm, you know, you, you look at it, the, the playoff polls, so to speak, are coming out soon. We're going to actually see what they say instead of looking at an AP and coaches poll all the time. Um, you never know how that's going to work out. I mean, it's based on a lot of computer programming and whatnot. So, but yeah, it's going to be uh, fun to watch. And it, as a football fan, not necessarily just a Georgia fan, I think I'm going to enjoy watching a lot of different teams and a lot of different games in the upcoming weeks just to see how this thing plays out. I agree. I'm, I'm really interested in that Michigan-Michigan State game next week. I think that's going to be a very good ball game. Well, I'm going to turn it over to you, Phil, to lead us through our DFS. All right. Well, let's get right into that then. Uh, let's start out with a dud game. Uh, Atlanta at Miami. A lot, of, a lot of places to go here in this game, but I think overall, as far as the game, it's not one of your bigger ones on the board. Arden, we'll go back to you. How, how do you see this game playing out, and, and who do you like maybe as a sleeper pick in this game as, in DFS? As a sleeper pick in this game, uh, I, I don't know that he's a sleeper. I sort of like Jalen Waddle. I mean, he seems – him and Tua have that – deal together. I mean, when two is in there, he's getting a lot of targets and getting the ball thrown his way. I like Waddle. Uh, I think this could be a big game for uh, Kyle Pitts for the Falcons. I think he, he coming off the bye week and had a big game the last game. And, I mean, Cordell Patterson, what can you say? The way Atlanta's using him makes you wonder why teams didn't figure this out years ago to use him this way. Yeah, Cordero Patterson, man, he has just got some speed on him. It looks like he's got hands on him. He's playing very well this year. Geoff, how do you see this game going? <clears throat> well, Atlanta is I, – I can't I can't make heads or tails of them. Uh, like I said, Cordero Patterson is so versatile. Um, he can be used in so many different ways. He's a great DFS play. Um, but on the other side of the, the ball, it was the Miami – uh, I, I like Tua today. Um, Atlanta's defense is not very good. Their their secondary is suspect at best. Uh, Preston Williams is out. Devontae Parker is out. You have to play Waddle. Waddle is a must play. He's developed a a, a thing with Tua. Uh, Tua has been throwing the ball very well. Plus, you get his legs when he runs. Um, Atlanta can't stop him. I don't see Atlanta winning this game. I don't think it's close. Um, I like Gusecki as well. He gets some red zone looks uh, down inside the, the 20 and 10-yard line. Uh, I think you'll get a, a touchdown off both those guys minimum this week with Waddle and, and Gusecki. All right. So you think Miami in a blowout today, huh? I do. I tennis, or Atlanta just has not been been good. Totally disagreeing with the uh, with the bookmakers in Vegas you are today. Let's stay with you, Geoff. Next game up on the slate, we, it always seems like I come back to you with Carolina Panthers. They're playing the New York Giants in the Meadowlands today. Are you? Are we staying on the Panther bandwagon? I am until proven otherwise. Uh, I don't see any reason to to change it now. Uh, the Giants are are better than we thought they were. 
Um, they seem to be playing better anyways, not not better than we thought they were, but they are putting points up. Um, so they will have to continue to throw throw the ball down the field. Uh, obviously, McCaffrey's still out. Um, so as far as, as the backfield goes, I, I kind of like Hubbard. Um, but I, I'm definitely on, on Sam Darnold and, and DJ Moore. Um, I'm going to stick with those guys, and I, I guess until I get put in the ground. Arden, what do you think about the thoughts on this game? Well, I mean, Carolina is probably going to win this game. It could get ugly. I mean, the Giants have so many injuries. It's it's not even funny. I mean, uh, I do like DJ Moore in this game. I think he has a big game. And I think they get ahead and Hubbard's a good play because I think they do a lot of running the football. Yeah, I think the Giants right now are like you said about the Hurricanes earlier. They're just a hot mess. And, uh, of course, they've had the injury bug hit. But you got two – in that game, you got two backup running backs going at it that you didn't see, you know, being big parts of DFS earlier this year, but Hubbard and Booker. And uh, I think both of those guys could play well and have a good game. Let's see here. What are we going next? Let's just get into Cincinnati at Baltimore. Big AFC North battle. Uh, Cincinnati playing a lot better right now. Uh, Baltimore has just been what we have come to realize Baltimore is. Lamar Jackson, every day, week in, week out, seems to get it done. Uh, Joe Burrow coming along with Cincinnati, though, and that that's a good young team. And Arden, I know I say it from week to week, but Jamar Chase, he's your guy. Yeah, Jamar Chase, I mean, he just seems to get loose and he gets those long receptions every week. Uh, I think this is going to be a very interesting game to watch. I think it should be a close, good ball game. I mean, as far as fantasy plays, you got Lamar Jackson if you want to pay up for him. Uh, Mark Andrews, I think, can have a good game. I'm going to stay away from uh, the receivers for Baltimore because Cincinnati's actually played fairly good defense and got some decent cornerbacks. I think uh, Jamar Chase is a good play today uh, for the Bengals side. And Joe Mixon has just been something else this year. Uh, we all knew he could run the ball, but they're using him so much more throwing the ball to him out the backfield. Uh, I think he's a very good player. Totally agree with you about Mix and what a player he has been this year. Geoff, it looks like Baltimore has been using the, the three running back system since all their guys got hurt. Murray now ailing, and it looks like Devontae Freeman may step in and take that role. You're going to get him really expensive today. Is he worth it? Uh, well, uh, Latavius Murray is actually out. Um, I just looked at that. So he's out today. Uh, the My problem with Devontae Freeman, I think he's 4,400 right now on DraftKings. Um, and then you have Le'Veon Bell, who's 4,500 on DraftKings. Uh, was it last week that Le'Veon Bell got that goal line touchdown? Yeah, all three of the guys scored a touchdown last week. All three running backs. So if they're going to play, if they're going to play a hot hand, I'm I'm staying away from Baltimore's 
running back situation. Um, if you if you're desperate and need a cheap back, uh, I would probably go with Le'Veon Bell just because they seem to want to use his big body inside uh, in, in goal line situations. He might vulture a touchdown or, or something from from Devontae Freeman. Or it's also been Devontae Freeman in the past has gotten a, a, a case of the fumbles. And if he starts doing that, then they will put Le'Veon Bell in there. Um, I, I do like Cincinnati's side of it. The receivers on that on that side of the football, I think they're going to have to throw it. Um, Mixon catches a lot of the backfield, so Mixon's obviously still in the conversation. Uh, but Baltimore's defense has gotten – seems to get better as the year has gone on. Um, but I, I do like Cincinnati's wide receivers, if you can figure that side of it out. Yeah, it's tough to do. Sometimes you just got to pick the right one. Let's move on going to the AFC East. New England, who knows what to make of them hosting the Jets today. You would think that the Patriots could get it all going today. I would not like to be the Jets with New England playing the way they are right now and Belichick a little mad and coming in with a game plan to try to prove a point. Geoff, do you see anybody in this game you'd like as far as DFS? No, um, just no. I, I'm not. I don't. I don't trust New England. The Jets have have. The Jets are the Jets, but they have been good on the defensive side of the ball. So, I. I if we remember back to when they played Tennessee, uh, the the Jets did hold Derrick Henry somewhat. So I, I don't see them having a problem holding uh, uh, Damian Harris. Um, and I definitely don't trust the the passing side of it. Uh, I'm just fading this game. I, I don't like this game. I, I no part of it do I like. I don't blame you. I feel the same way about this game. That's kind of the way I led into you, Arden. Do you see anything that remotely uh, possible here? I agree with both y'all. I'm fading this game, staying away from it. I probably won't have anything of this game. All right, well, let's move on since no one wants to talk about that one. I think this is a good game coming up today. Uh, Washington goes into Green Bay, two teams that we've seen burst from, especially with Green Bay. Uh, I think they get the job done today and beat Washington, but I think it's just time for the football team to step up and either say we're here to play or we're just pretenders. Arden? How do you feel about Washington right now? I think they're just beat up. Uh, their defense isn't what everybody thought it was going to be coming into this year. Everybody, they, their defense was looked so good last year, and pretty much same players, and can't get the job done this year, and they won't get the job done today. Uh, Devontae Adams, I'm big on Devontae Adams today. I think he has a huge game. Yeah, I think, well, he always has a huge game, it seems. You know, you've got with with Green Bay, you've got your usual cast of characters, and they're, you're going to pay for all of them in fantasy. You, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and Devontae Adams. Uh, really, other than that, you've got to just find the diamond in the rough with Green Bay. But Washington, I, I do like Ricky Seals-Jones today. He's been seeing almost every snap since Logan Thomas went down. Geoff, do you agree with that? Uh, 100%. I, I, I love Ricky Seals-Jones today. Um, obviously, we, we know the Green Bay side of it. We know we know Rodgers and all that. We want to get into that. They're going to put points up. 
So Washington's going to have to do something to keep up with them. Uh, Henneke's going to be throwing the ball all over the field. Um, they're all going to see their their targets and stuff like that. So, yeah, I love Sills Jones today. Also, with uh, Curtis Samuel being out, um, if you're looking for a cheap play at wide receiver, I like Adam Humphreys today. So just keep that. He's $3,100, so keep that in mind for your for your uh, cheap play at wide receiver if needed because they're going to be throwing the football everywhere today. Yeah, I, they are going to have to pass the ball today. Humphrey's not done so much since, or very much since he's been there, but he's due a little good game, and possibly today might be the day. All right, the game close to home. It's a big one. The Titans, we saw what they did to Buffalo Monday night. A lot of us didn't think that was going to happen. Now they've got another one of the big boys rolling into town in Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. Geoff, how do you see this game playing out? So I've been thinking about this game all week. Obviously, from a fantasy perspective, this is this is a huge game. Um, there's, there's points everywhere in this game. Um, from a, a winning standpoint, I would like – I think Tennessee is going to come back to earth in this game uh, after beating Buffalo on Monday night. Uh, and I think this could be a get-right game for Kansas City, even though we've said that for the last couple of weeks now. Uh, it just has that feeling of Tennessee coming off a big win, having to put together a, another solid performance against a, a – a Kansas City team that can put points up. Um, with that being said, this is a high-scoring football game. I don't see any way around that. Um, Derrick Henry might rush for 300 yards and five touchdowns. I, you know, it, it's I, I love Derrick Henry this week. I don't care how much he is. Um, I will be paying up for him. Um, and then the Kansas City side of it, we know we know what they are. So. Uh, it's it's going to be high scoring. Um, I will have a lot in this game um, all over the field. 57 and a half, the total in this game right now, I believe is what it was last I looked. That, a lot of points, maybe one of the top ones this year that I can remember. Arden, obviously, with that many points expected from Vegas, they're, they're telling you that people are going to score here. Which guys are we taking, though? Well, I have to agree with G out there. You can get points anywhere in this game, and Derrick Henry could run all over Kansas City. Uh, you know, Tyreek Hill's a little banged up. He's having some issues and stuff. My play today, I'm going to be taking McCole Hardman in a lot of contests. He's cheaper, and if he gets behind you, I mean, all it takes is one play, and he can take it to the house from anywhere uh He's, he's my sneaky play in this contest. I mean, I'm going to have a lot of other stuff in there out of this contest, but my sneaky play is McCole Harden. I can see that happening. He's been playing better of late. As, you know, he's had double-digit fantasy points the last few weeks, and seems like he's starting to get the targets. All right, let's move on to the afternoon games. Uh, Jared Goff going back to L.A. for the first time after – being abruptly traded, so he says. Uh, so some ill feelings there somewhat. Sean McVay did apologize for the way he handled that. But you got to tell the two quarterbacks here that were traded for each other. Goff, 0-6, 2-0, 2-1, 2-2, 2-3, 2-4, 2-5, 2-6, 2-7, 2-8, 2-9, 2-10, 2-11, 2-12, 2-13, 2-14,
Matthew Stafford only lost one game and looks like a world beater right now. Uh, who you like in this game, Martin? Can can the Rams cover 16 and a half? Can they? Yes. Will they? That's, I mean, I, that's just such a big line, and these are all professional players, so I don't know that, I mean, I can say the Rams just shutting Detroit completely down, and maybe Matthew Stafford's got something, you know, to maybe he wants to beat Detroit real bad, and they keep airing the ball out. Uh, this Rams team can should be able to do whatever they want today against Detroit. They've got a very good defense. I think the Rams rolling this. I'm looking at something like a 34-14 game. Uh, Geoff, I know we say it week in, week out. Cooper Cup, he just keeps performing. And it seems like Stafford to Cup is something that the announcers have gotten used to seeing. I, I agree. Um, my, my problem this week is I also see this as a blowout. Um, I, I don't think this game is close. I do think they cover 16 and a half. Um, there is, I think I've read that there is some dissension between the uh, Detroit Lions. Um, they, golf is not getting along with the rest of them. Um, I think I actually read somewhere where somebody said that golf is not a Detroit quarterback. Um, so that was Joyk Bell, the former running back from the Lions. Uh, he, he was talking about how he just basically looked didn't look the part where Stafford in the fourth quarter, even when they were behind at Detroit, he would be out there playing his heart out and golf looks like he just mailed it in. And I think that's, that's what you're talking about. Okay. And that, that may have been it, but if there, if there's, if there's somebody saying that, I feel like there's something going on in the locker room possibly. Uh, anyways, they're, they're just not very good. Um, I, if you're going to take and pay up for uh, Cooper cup, I think you need to understand that you are going to get about uh, the first half. After the first half, I think this becomes a Darrell Henderson game. Um, I really like Darrell Henderson today. Um, I, I think they're going to start running the football and and kind of slow that entire game down once they're up about, about 21 or so. Um, so just keep that in mind. If you're going to pay up for Cooper Cup or or somebody like that, then – you've got about a half a football to to get your points out of them. So I, I may be fading that that high wide receiver price point this time. Gotcha. All right, moving on, staying out west, what used to be in L.A., what used to be in Oakland, now in Vegas, the Raiders hosting the Eagles, who are so up and down right now. Jalen Hurts looks like he's a world beater at, day, at times, and then the next week, the whole team falls apart. Jalen Hurts has been pretty steady all year, though. Geoff, do you like Hurts in this game? Because it it seems to me that the Raiders may be due for a good defensive game today. It's just been up and down with them, too. I, I was going to say, and you kind of said it all at the very beginning, that this is the, the game of the Jekylls and Hydes. Um, you don't know who you're going to get from both sides of it. Uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts has looked good um, over over the course of the season at times. So has Derek Carr. So, you know, both teams have looked good. I I think this is a game I'm going to fade um, strictly because 
I don't know what's going to happen, and I can't quite put a finger on it. And to me, there's there's other games out there that are uh, <coughs> not easier, but are going to get more points, and, and are, are you can put your finger on it. What's going to happen in those games more so than this one? Um, I, I may take a play or two. It seems as of here late, Henry Ruggs has stepped it up and started getting more targets and more catches. Um, I think he's got a couple of touchdowns over the last couple of weeks. Um, so H- Henry Ruggs is somebody I'm looking at. Uh, but uh, outside of that, I think I'm I'm kind of looking at at, at fading it. Maybe a Josh Jacobs play. Um, but I'm, I'm I don't see anybody from the Eagles that I'm I'm really interested in playing this go around because, like you said, it does seem like it's going to be a Raiders defense game. So, but I, I don't know to be honest. Hard. We've talked all you know most of the year. The Eagles just have no running game, but it seemed like Miles Sanders found something the other day in his last game. Can can he put it together and start being the Miles Sanders that we know he was? Well, you know, they just got to get him some more touches. I mean, sometimes their coaching staff just taking him out of the game. I mean, they're not, not running the ball like they should. Uh, I think he should have a big game today. I think – Philly gets down, and they could be throwing the ball to him some out of the backfield. I'm not sure that he, you know, it all depends on the coaching staff for Philly. I mean, they don't they want to feed him one week, and then one week they don't want to give him nothing. I might G off. I think I'll be fading a lot of this game, and if I play anything from this game, it'll probably be. Henry Ruggs, and that would be about it. Gotcha. All right, let's stay out west again. Drop south a little bit to Arizona. Cardinals coming in as an 18-and-a-half point favorite over the Texans, and the total only 47-and-a-half. With that biggest spread, that tells you, hey, the Cardinals are going to blow them out, but the Texans aren't going to score. Arden, do you like the Cardinals today? Pulling that spread, and if so, who do you take on the Cardinals that you think is going to be doing all the scoring? Well, I, I sort of I do like the Cardinals. I do think they will cover the spread. I think, I mean, uh, this is a JJ Watt going against his old team. DeAndre Hopkins going against his old team. This is big. I mean, this is. And who do you take? I think you got to get some of the running backs. Uh, I think James Conner, you got to pick the right one, or Chase Edmonds. And I believe you can play Kyler Murray by himself, and he will put up the numbers for you. Welcome, Randall. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey, y'all guys are doing great. I've been listening to you the whole time, so uh, you're doing awesome. Good to hear Geoff, talk to me about the Cardinals and Texans. So you said you said eighteen and a half points, right? Eighteen and a half. So yeah, that it, Arizona looks like they might be the best team in football right now. Um, so with that being said, I hate Arizona today. They should win this football game. They're supposed to win this football game, and everything to me is is yelling trap. Um, I don't like paying up for for spots that I feel like it's going to be a trap game. Um, I, I mean, play at your own risk. 
I, I think that if they do blow them out and Vegas has that line set as low as it is, then it's going to be hard to to pick that one or two guys that that do their thing. And it it if you're going to do anything this game, I I might play Murray and play him alone. Gotcha. Well, you know, at the beginning of the season, the Cardinals were picked fourth in the NFC West. So that tells you what all the experts know. But I, I'm with you. I think this may be a down game for them. I don't know if they just look past it or I'm, I don't see them losing this game. But I think they could look past it. Randall, is this a down week for the Cardinals? Do you like anybody in this game? Uh, yeah, I like Kyler Murray. Um, but I, I actually like the other side of the football that you have one receiver getting a complete target share in Brandon Cook. So he is playable every single week to me. So I've uh, if I if the money feels right, I play Brandon Cooks every week. Well, he has been putting up numbers all year too, and and like you said, he's what forty something percent of the targets are headed his way. So. Yeah. And, it's a one man just a massive number. And that's right. a good call. He's he's only six thousand this week. So for that price share, I, I that's a good call, Rare. All right, last game of the afternoon. Bears and Buccaneers. Uh we say it every week, but you know, Tom Brady just keeps getting it done. Today, though, he's gonna be without Rob Gronkowski. He's gonna be without Antonio Brown. Geoff, who's the pick today? Do you like Cameron Bray in as a very inexpensive tight end? I I don't like Cameron Bray because he seems to look at OJ Howard more than Cameron Bray when they're running those two tight end sets. Um, I I've had Cameron Bray a couple of times, thinking that that was going to be his week, and it seems like Howard gets in the end zone. Um, so I think I'm, I'm going to stay away from, from that part of it. Um, I think with Antonio Brown out, it, we might actually finally have a Mike Evans week. Mike Evans has not had a, a blowout week, I, I don't think, this year. Um, so it, it feels like a Mike Evans week. Like he, he might be that guy finally this week to do something. Uh, on the other side with Chicago, uh, Williams got – activated off the the COVID list. Um, so if you're looking at, at Khalil Herbert, uh, keep in mind that, that Damian Williams is now back. Um, but I, I do like a, a Brady Evan stack. That's, that's my, my play for that game. All right. The reason I brought Braid up was because OJ Howard obviously has had some issues and he is questionable for today. But it looks like he is going to play. But I think Brake may get a little more playing time. Arden, how do you see this game playing out? Uh, do the Bears have a chance today? No, the Bears don't have a chance. Uh, Justin Fields, just he's not ready yet. I mean, he's playing, he's getting experience, which is not a horrible thing. But he just can't get it to gather. Uh, I think Tampa Bay wins. I think they win big. And I think it's a Leonard Fournette and Godwin day. Leonard Fournette and Godwin. Okay, we're picking all of the Buccaneers today. Randall, I think you may go 
on the other side of this game. I mean, they're going to have to throw the ball all day long, I think. And uh, uh, just, yeah. Sorry. Go right Go ahead. ahead. Tell us what you got. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sitting here with Justin Fields all day long. I mean, he's he's in a, a major amount of my stacks. Um, and, and just to backtrack, uh, y'all, the first game y'all did was Atlanta and Miami. It's my most stacked game. I think that game, I, I, I always make a prediction where I think the Millie Maker quarterback's coming from. I think it's coming from that football game. So we'll find out later. But I love Fields. He's in my stacks. Um, I love I love Fields with Mooney, though, better than Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson's still not on track to himself. Uh, maybe some Cole, Cole Comet in there. Um, also, from the Tampa side, all year long we've not wanted to play Tampa because we said the target share was too mass. Well, this week, the target share is two guys and Tom Brady. So if there's ever a time to play him, uh, and to your point, um, Phil, my cheap play may not be Bray. I think it may be Ty Johnson because Tampa likes to stay in a three-wide set. Ty Johnson's, I think, $3,000. Um, I think his routes were up last week, even with Bryant playing. Uh, but it's a roll of the dice. From Ty Johnson, you could also get <coughs> zero catches, zero yards, and one target. So if you're willing to roll it, um, I'm playing him. And Danny Amadolo is my $3,000 plays. So those are my two guys this week when I need a $3,000 receiver. Going out on some very thin limbs there. <laughs> I, I, I don't I think I don't think I'm too far out on that two of them. Well um, no, maybe not. Maybe not. That, it, it, that could be a game where well as Geoff said earlier, he thinks Miami in a blowout today. So two at a waddle may be a just a just a great play. I, I don't think Miami has enough to stop Atlanta's offense. So I don't see anybody stopping anybody. I actually like the Falcons to win the football game. Who? I, I agree with your one statement, Randall, that the 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 Fal they don't have enough to stop the Falcons. However, being a Falcons fan, we all know that the Falcons can stop the Falcons. We've seen it happen over and over and over again. <laughs> so my, my, my rebuttal is, even though it was uh, the Giants and who was it, two last place teams, the Falcons have won Panthers. two in a row. Yeah. So, uh, and, and that was my other one I meant to get in. Y'all said you were avoiding the Panthers-Giants. I'm not. I think the Giants beats the Panthers today. That's my upset of the day. So, <laughs> I caught up everything in about 30 seconds. Yes, you have. <laughs> your, your tree has a lot of limbs today, and you're stepping on every one of them. <laughs> hey, let's, let's move on. We've gone through all the day's picks. There's a game tonight. We can get in maybe a little showdown, and I think you've got plenty of plays to do it. The Colts and 49ers tonight. Randall, I'll let you start this one since you seem to just be on a roll right now. Well, I didn't get to talk earlier. You know me. I love to talk. Um, I've not looked at it, but my heart tells me that the Colts are a better football team than we thought they were and that they're starting to find their way. I found it. Very interesting. 
the Colts felt confident enough in Carson Wentz. They cut Jacob Eason. Uh, to me, that's a big vote in confidence in Carson Wentz because we all thought at one point when they signed Carson Wentz, this might be Jacob Eason's chance to be a starter. So um, I like T.Y. Hilton coming back. Uh, but I fell in love with Michael Pittman. I think Wentz and Pittman's got something together. So I, I, I think I'll be playing some combination of the Colts passing game. And Elijah Mitchell is supposed to be back. Uh, I think I'll be playing parts of – I think he'll have – I think he'll be the featured back in the the Niners' much, much needed healthy backfield. So uh, that, that'll be my – It'll probably be Wentz, Pittman, Hilton, according to Price, run it back with maybe Mitchell and a receiver or Mitchell and and somebody. So, Geoff, yes, sir. You have your hand raised. I, I wouldn't play Hilton. He's not uh, playing tonight. He's out. I thought he was back. Everything he's I've read, he's out. Okay. Um, I, I think you need to check that, but even though he might be listening to IO right now, there was a tweet saying that he was off the IR and eligible to play today, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, I I heard uh, 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 earlier this week and this morning, so I, I, I will check it out, though. Uh, okay. Just keep well, that in good. mind if you're if you're going to run a, a Hilton play. Well, we've um, got all day to find out, so. Yeah. The the one thing that, that and I was going to say, is is if Hilton is out, I'm big on Zach Paschal tonight. I, I do like the Colts tonight's game. Um, Garoppolo's back. I, we all know what Garoppolo is or isn't. Um, but the uh, Zach Paschal, if T.Y. Hilton is out, uh, I do like as a, as a play tonight, possibly even a captain in your showdown lineup. Arden, uh, like Geoff said, Garoppolo back. I don't know that he's going to pass the ball a lot tonight. It looks like Elijah Mitchell may be a good play. I think Mitchell's a very good play. I think uh... – I mean, nobody, I don't think anybody's brought it up. For I've heard it, uh, Jonathan Taylor's a very good play tonight. Uh, I think this is a very close game, and I also like Debo Samuel tonight. Uh, he first year when Garoppolo was healthy and playing, him and Debo just had this connection, and Debo was going out. Hilton is out. Announced 21 hours ago. I guess I got too caught up in Alabama, Tennessee, and the Braves, Dodgers. Well, let, let's go back. I'll let you have a little time here, Randall. What did you think? What were you doing last night? You had two TVs going. I know you're you're big fans of both. So, how how did you how did you watch that? I had a pitcher and a pitcher and a pitcher because everybody knows I'm a big wrestling fan too. And AEW Dynamite was on last night. So I had it in the bottom corner. I had a, a few Dollaruskis on West Virginia TCU, so I had it in the bottom corner. And then across the front, I had Tennessee and Alabama and Atlanta and the Dodgers. And uh, I, I was awful proud of the way Tennessee played. It's just, I, I think I said in our group text, they can stay with them till the fourth quarter, but they'll wear out. I, what they want to do, they need a full roster of 85, and they don't have it. Uh, but Luke Jackson may be responsible for me 
actually having a heart attack at some point last night. And if Snicker hadn't learned after last night, you don't throw a right-handed relief pitcher at the L.A. Dodgers. So um, Alabama was only cut off about six times because every time I get mad, I cut the TV off. Alabama, Tennessee, about six times. Dodgers, Braves, somewhere probably in the 50 total because every time the Braves threw a pitch that I didn't like, I cut the TV off. So I may have to go buy a new TV today, Philip, because I kept cutting the TV off so much. And I finally just quit watching the game and went and turned the radio on and listened to the broadcast. And I know everybody has their superstitions, but that is my one that seems to bring my team's luck if I won't watch and I'll listen to the radio. So uh, when I went and turned the radio, Howard Mazik, three strikeouts in a row. I didn't move from that spot the rest of the night. Didn't see another pitch. I was, I was going to ask you, Randall, how, how big was Tyler Matzik last night? Oh, my Lord. They're not in the World Series without him. That's in game seven without Tyler. I mean, it's 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 in game seven. I, I so, think it was uh, – was it six outs, 16 pitches, four strikeouts, two ground outs? That's yeah. what it was. Yep. So That's, what's the best – Wow. Best job in the world right now. Is it being president of the United States or being Eddie Rosario's agent? I'm going to go with Rosario's agent. Uh, 100% Rosario's agent. 100%. He's on a one-year, $8 million deal. How much money has he made this postseason? A bunch. Triple? <laughs> yeah. So, but, yeah, it was great. Um, I, 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 we got – we still got a little ways to go in the football season. I think the Vols still got two. I want so bad to say it. I think there's an upset brewing in Lexington, so I'll just leave it at that. That's two weeks from today, I believe. Or yeah, two weeks from today. Yeah. Or yesterday. Uh, the yep. ball's off next week. We'll give everybody a breather. That way, all you can have to do is possibly next Saturday watch the Braves and the Astros. Oh no, that's not that's not stressful. And and a little bit of wrestling. Uh, it's <laughs> off Saturday night. Thank God, it's back on Wednesday night. Hey guys, uh, I'm gonna anything y'all want to talk about right now? We've actually gotten through this pretty well today uh, with Randall being out. It didn't seem like the wind was blowing quite as hard. <laughs> Arden, any last thoughts for me today? Um, no, no. I'd just say go Braves in the World Series and be wise with all your picks and your drafting and your bets. May they all be winners. Hey, I told Geoff last night, I said, this may be the first time and maybe the last time you'll ever see me cheer for the Braves and the Balls on the same day. But <laughs> I did it for you guys last night. Randall, talk to me. You got any more thoughts? Uh, I, I am quite intrigued with who is going to, who's going to finally step up and be Super Bowl contenders. I have Tampa. I have the Rams, and I'm completely confused in the AFC except for the Buffalo Bills. So I think the Titans or the Chiefs are going to answer, are they are they for real today? 
I, I expect one of those teams for us to be talking about next week had a really good night and their future looks bright. If the Chiefs lose today, my crazy prediction, they don't make the playoffs. And I never would have dreamed that. So the Titans, they need to get it right today. So that's the game I'm really looking forward to watching. Well, I think you're right. The Chiefs, it's make or break today. Uh, they Absolutely. can't get too far behind because it just seems like everybody – now the Broncos have fallen off. Looks like the Chargers may not be great, but the Raiders just kind of keep moving on and, and, and looking decent. So, But the Chiefs have so much firepower, you can't count them out until they're mathematically out. I took, uh, I think, Buffalo and the Packers at the beginning of the year and with a, with a good shot at the Rams getting in. I still think in the AFC it's Buffalo. Uh, NFC, for me, it's down to about three teams, like you said, but I don't know which one. Geoff, how do you see the end of the season playing out? Oh, I can't begin to tell you the the things that I've I've, I've thought would happen haven't haven't happened the way I thought they would. Um, if you go to the Kansas City Tennessee game today, this game definitely means more for Kansas City. Um, I, I said about three or four weeks ago that that Kansas City's not in trouble. Yeah, I was wrong. They're in trouble. Um, they need this game. Tennessee is. I don't. I guess Tennessee could lose their division. I, I just don't see it happening. Uh, I, I, Tennessee, I think, is going to win that one regardless of what they do. Kansas City's in trouble. They need this win today. This win is so th- – today is so important for them. Um, if I can also touch base on the college side of it since we're ending this show today. Again, if you're a football fan, watch the rest of the season. It's about to get really hectic really crazy and really entertaining. Um, this is going to be a, a good end to the college football season. Yeah, next week, even just in the SEC, you got two big games. Georgia, Florida will be the 2.30 game in the afternoon. And then at 6 o'clock, the game we spoke of earlier, Ole Miss goes into Auburn. That is a huge game next week. And, and one I think is going to be fun to watch. Randall, since you're back, I'm going to let you take us away uh, because I really didn't know how to do it anyway, so we've been just sitting here hoping you would show back up. Hey, last night, uh, us, from us, all of us guys from River City Media did our first corporate sponsorship of Dare to Dance for the Kidney Foundation in Chattanooga, which seems to be a huge success. One of the cast members of 3R Sports, Robbie Davis's wife, actually competed on that we'll have her on thursday guys think about this she went from no dancing experience in a matter of weeks performing in front of hundreds of people last night i i can't imagine first of all i can't imagine my clumsy butt even doing anything like that but i can't imagine singing like that dancing like that also uh stretch the chain on Thursday nights, we'll be back. Uh, Brandon Chain has been in Hawaii, the poor soul, and now he's back. So we'll have our Thursday night show back on. And then, of course, here on Sunday morning, all you need to know about college football, NFL, and if you listen to me, you build your lineups around the Dolphins and the Falcons. <laughs> Randall, Phillip, Arden, and Geoff, 
Go Braves. Well, Philip, I'm adopting you for the week. That's uh, okay. I'm going Braves anyway because I cannot stand the Astros. So, <laughs> Does it not feel like a wrestling match where the good guys are the Braves and the bad guys are the Astros? I, it's I like do. right out of the WWE. So, <laughs> Good night. God bless. And may you win.